Dr. Gates might call me the, the art dealer. Uh, Dr. Gates Mayor over here, a.k.a. what I like to call him, the art thief. Beef is in the building. And man, it's season two, guys. It's season two. Holy, holy cow, man. This is a – woo. I hope you all are ready. We got, some, we got something cooking up today. We got some good, old, organic, big old meal for y'all. For any of you Harry Potter fans, this one's for you. In order, a way. The Order of the is Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix, right there. Order of the Phoenix, man. Dr. Nash, dive into a little bit about what that means to you. I know we talked about it a little bit last week. I mean we briefly talked about it really, but Yeah. You know, hit me up with some of that some of that fire, man. Well, I mean, anybody that has any background or like in knows what a Phoenix is. So the concept of the Phoenix is this rebirth cycle and rising from the ashes and not just with phoenix but like in nature that's pretty evident that that's a part of the life cycle i mean you look at prairie grass um, even in like out in like california with like brush fires and stuff and yep. that is a natural part of how nature gets rid of uh kind of like dead weight right i mean it's just like yeah. a, or a cycling process so, like a cleansing yeah cleansing exactly so um, I think that that concept is something that, uh, you know, when we move into different phases of our life, that is a, that is definitely a concept that is very applicable. It's something that I, I subconsciously have performed, but it's not anything that like, I, like oh, I, I'm going through a, a Phoenix phase right now, but it's something that mm. we're talking about. That's something that, uh, really we were, we were wanting to hit on this week was the Phoenix, the order of the Phoenix, right? So, yes. Well, there's an order to it because it, you don't just start off with the fire, right? Like there's some, some priming that happens mm. and, and some structure to that order of uh, that rebirth process. Yep. So. Yeah, that's so true. And I think I like what you said there is like everybody kind of goes through either at some point or multiple times that, that Phoenix process, right? Um and one thing that I was kind of like looking up, it talks about the Phoenix is always listening to your song, brings with it the ability to heal physical and emotional wounds. And I think when we're going through this, this time period of, uh, obviously this past year has been freaking nuts. Um, and we were talking about just the intention and purpose of this episode is like, yo, we just need a rebirth. Like we need to shed the dead weight that has been in the past emotional physical whatever um and really just basically become a new self right um and it's hard to put to put yourself through that fire i guess too because you know that there's that death to an old perception of yourself totally but i think it's so crucial especially when we talk about this past year covid we ended last episode i think on a bang um, just kind of discussing like what's going on, what's going down. And now it's time to be like, okay, 
what do we do next? You know, where do we need to move? Where do we need to go? Right. That rebirth, right? So how do we, uh, that rebirth. Uh, beyond kind of, uh, dead weight. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, what you were just saying there too, man, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, in, in life, we, like we do, we really go through, uh, I mean, we're, we're a new person almost like every physically, like every, like, I think like seven months we shed enough oh, yeah. cells that we physically are a new person. And, um, that mental aspect of that, not getting stuck in like habits that are not honoring you or your, your values really, really yeah. got to be able to be in tune with that. Cause, um, yeah, your body might be telling you something that like, Hey, we need to kind of like go through a Phoenix, uh, Phoenix phase to kind of get rid of some old habits. Right. I mean, especially on that emotional aspect too, because it's easy to, it's easy to look at, um, you know, if you have a physical pain, it's easy to be like, okay, I'm physically hurt. Like I need to move forward and, and figure this out. But on the emotional aspect, and we talk a lot about this with the, the neural integration and just how our system becomes so entrenched even emotionally. Um, and the meaningfulness behind a rebirth and that can be just huge. And it extends into the physical realm. So if you're dealing with the, the pain in that way or, or anything, you know? I mean, so one of the hardest things about – so we both played sports. Um, and anytime you have an, uh, an injury in athletics, there's a, there's a part of that that it's, it's really hard to um, trust yourself. Mm. Just for that, that whatever, whatever you injure, there's a, there's a trust process that's really difficult to get through. Sometimes. And to me, that's almost like getting through um, – I mean, you got to get through some tricks and, and, and mental blockages, but in a way um, – it's a bit of a rebirth process because you're yeah. never, never quite the same. You know? Like you always have right. uh, that little portion of your history and it's not like it's a bad thing that you're not the same, but like um, constantly um, being okay with becoming mm. somebody else or, or uh, changing. I, I, I always tell people, I'm, I've had people, well, you're not the same person you were, you know, when I knew you, you're, you're a different person. I'm like, good, right? Like, Andy Frisella talks about that, too. Like, I'm not – I don't want to be – I don't want to be the same right. guy. Um, right. I don't want to be the same guy as I am right now as I am next month. Like, I, I want to be on the upward trend. And, yeah, it's not always like this. It's not linear. It's all, all my ups and downs. But I want to see that trend pointing up. Mm. So, um, 100%. I think that's really, um, to me, kind of what it means to – live by that order of the Phoenix in a way. Yeah, that's so huge, man. And I think like both of us, both of us talking about, because in a way going through chiropractic school was a process of that Phoenix, right? We talked about, we've touched on before, just like the evolutionary aspect of like who, who we were before chiropractic school and then who we became like this vast difference. And I find it hard within myself to be like, okay, like I, I don't even know how to go back to the old me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, and, and that is part of the Phoenix too. Like it cannot, it burns up. Like it becomes ash. It cannot go back into the same bird it used to be. And that's kind of how we need to become because in school, like we went through a process and we're still going through a process even more. And I, I can't be the same person I used to be who was quite honestly, like lazy, didn't strive for knowledge as much and didn't, um, didn't have the depth or the vibration that I'm on right now, you know, and I, I don't even know how I'd be, like, I think I would have to get knocked in the head like 20 times to go back to, 
to who I was, maybe. But I even doubt that that's even possible, man. You, you even yeah, that's that true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd almost say that. Uh, I mean, like I said, every we have literally had this time period where we're physically, biologically, a different person, right? Mm. Um, and it goes around to that same, or it's like a it's like a concept. So think about like a car. Um, really old car like a, a restored car from like 1950 or whatever is it the same car as it was in 1950 because it has all these you know new parts or whatever or is it a different yeah. and i feel like that's uh that's something to me that um kind of makes more sense with how we view the human body because in my opinion it's the philosophy of what makes you who you are mm. like yeah. the, the like the matter you know right what your values that's true. stand for the concept of Dr. Gates Mayer, right? It's not like the physical yeah. embodiment of Dr. Gates Mayer. Right. <laughs> and we're always trying to, I think, reach that new concept too at the same time. But there comes that time when like you're trying to become um, the new being where you find yourself stuck. Um, and I think that applies more now than ever. We found ourselves stuck in 2020. Like a lot of us are still in 2020. We're still doing the same dang thing. Totally. That we did last time. And we need to get unstuck. But the only way to do that, man, is to burn it up, burn everything up and, and become a new. Um, and, and this isn't like a global reset type of thing. Like we're not talking like that, you know? I ain't talking about burn down your community, man. <laughs> yeah. Take that. Um, this is you becoming better, a new being for the betterment uh, to heal, you know? Um, I think that's so crucial. What are you diving into today, dude? I, I want to hear about what you're diving into. For sure. So I've been reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, and I actually have right. his, his follow-up book, 12 More Rules for Life, that I haven't got. I'm just 24 to total rules. 24 rules. Um, I'm on rule number – I mean, I think I'm actually on rule number – rule nine. So this is from rule seven. Um, and – Rule seven is pursue what's meaningful, not what's expedient. So mm. I think that's something that like already for most grad students, that's something that like the concept of doing what's meaningful, not expedient is already there. Mm, yeah. It's that delayed gratification, not that instant gratification. And I think that's a lesson that it, a lot of people don't understand that they, they feel like they get it, but like they don't necessarily live by it. Yeah. And, um, over, you know, concept of time like that's just uh, how you can really make big global changes not just to yourself but to the people around you so I got something here that I really thought was uh, pretty relevant to what we were talking about today so um, if the world you're seeing is not the world you want therefore it's time to examine the values it might even be time to sacrifice what you love best that you become who you might become instead of saying who you are that's what's up yeah right so I mean, some of us really, I mean, not just some of us, me included, I got to look at things, I got to look in the mirror sometimes, it's like, hey, um, so part of me really loves to do certain things that I know isn't, you know, it's not a positive towards, you know, bringing, elevating myself towards being, becoming who I know I need to be. So right. I need to cut it off and uh, burn it up, right? Right. I, I think that really is uh, hitting for what we're talking about today, dude. Well, especially too, when you talk about we have a whole lifetime, God willing, that we get to work on who we become. Um, and I think in part of that is it's very easy to get, 
uh, especially as chiropractors, but in any profession or in your life, it's easy to get offended with who you are, you know, because if somebody says, points out, let's say like a character flaw in you, um, and you know you need to be better, right? You know you need to get to that next level, but who you are in that moment, it's very easy to get offended. But when you're focusing on who you're becoming and who you desire to be, I think it's very easy to have that humility aspect of being like, you're right. That's a character flaw that I need to burn up, burn the ship, and so I can become a new level. So the more you're working on who you're becoming, the less like you are to get tripped up over your past self getting in the way of that growth. You gotta be grateful for that stuff. That's uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That even somebody would point it out. I mean, yeah, freaking stings at the beginning, right? But but the more you get used to it, like the more you really realize how how much that's benefiting your your you know your viewpoint of self and mm. your progression of self. Where um, man, you can't really uh, put a value on how much that can really help you out. Yeah, I, I'm fortunate enough to be to be with somebody who's got no filter with uh, letting me know, <laughs> right? So, uh, like you said, man, it, sometimes it does sting at first, and sometimes like, real, oh, like, no, I'm not, I'm not like that. But then, like, right. you know, that that, usually, that stuff doesn't usually come out of nowhere. So, um, anytime anybody's willing to give you some criticism, um, it's usually from a place that they care, right? Right. Um, one of the things that one of my coaches would say is you don't got to worry about when your coach is on your ass. It's when he stops, when you stop hearing about being on your shit all the time that you need to worry because that's usually the point where they view that you're not really taking what they're saying to heart and like, you're not willing to change. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be willing to change because you know, once people kind of stop giving you little pointers and stuff that you can improve in a way, um, that's not always a good sign. Well, I think about too, like, who who you want to be as an individual as well like i always want to be that person for somebody that's helping elevate others um and taking a look inward too if i'm not engaging with other people and not trying to elevate them and not from a point of um they're right or i'm right they're wrong more of like a coaching aspect like hey i want you to be the best version of yourself like you and i we talk about it all the time like um you know, if one of us was slipping and we were just like, man, I don't know, I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> like something like that, we have to take a reevaluation and to, to lift each other up and be like, hey, you can do this. Here's some things to work on. Yeah. Not just point, not just point out um, maybe a wrongdoing. Um, and one of the, I like what you're talking about there because I, so I was reading through, so this is actually called How Successful People Grow. Um, by John Maxwell it's a real small book but like it had some I just read like the first couple pages and chapters and it was really potent stuff uh, because it's talking about growth traps Mm. like traps that we get ourselves in that unables it it makes us inability to grow yeah and he lists eight Uh, so highly suggest that I'll just run through them real quick Um, and I'll come back with some questions afterwards but It talks about the assumption gap, the knowledge gap, the timing gap, the mistake gap, perfection gap, inspiration gap, comparison gap, and expectation gap. So there's like eight things that can really keep you from getting to that next phase of growth. And one of the things he asks at the end is like, which growth traps um, are, are like affecting you into a way you can't grow? 
Um, and it's always important to go through that because if you can't identify like, okay, what's keeping me from growing and you can't become that new person without either somebody calling it out to you or you calling it out on yourself. Um, and one of the biggest things was um, the knowledge gap. And I think it's very um, easy for new docs to do. It's like, oh, well, like, yeah, I've been through school, but I don't know enough compared to this, that, or the other thing. Or like, I haven't learned enough to speak as confidently on a subject maybe yet. Um, and that always is, is in the back of my mind is like, oh, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not the smartest guy. Like, so then I, I usually take even more time or even procrastinate to where I'm like, I don't want to do this because I know I'm not the smartest yet. So I'm not going to create a video on it or like create content or share with somebody because I don't know enough yet. Um, and that's always held me back. And I think this, us going through this is one thing that I was like, dude, I need to work on that. Like, I don't need to be a know-it-all, but I just need to be a voice of inspiration to learn. You know what I mean? Totally. And then the other one was the, the mistake, the mistake gap. Like I'm afraid of making mistakes, especially as a new doc. Like both of us, I'm sure you can agree with this. It's like, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to go wrong. I mean, both of us opened up our own clinic, so it's a little bit different because we tried, at least we're, we're trying that aspect. Yeah. But we don't want to make a mistake. And I think part of that's really um, true with me too, is like, okay, well, I don't want to mis- make a mistake. So like, I'm co- you get comfortable, you get complacent. And I don't want, I don't want to live the next 170 years, um, being a complacent person, you know, that's not going to get me to the rebirth of the Phoenix. Right. Dude. Um, yeah, it's almost kind of, uh, you remember Dr. Malley was saying paralysis by analysis sometimes, right. Or like, yeah, you know, you, you do have like the intention to like, man, I really want to do this really well for this person because I really want to help them in the best way that I know is possible. But in a way, um, you're really just trying to analyze so much and really trying to like rack your brain for what's the best possible thing. And like to some extent, yeah. that's, uh, that's inhibiting you from really growing as a person, you know, helping out that person anyway. Right. Because I mean, time's the only uh, commodity that we can't get more of right it's only fixed right and i always have to remind myself like bruce bruce lee used to talk about the the key of simplicity Mm -hmm. and how much that actually allows you to grow like i'm not i don't have to know if i spend my whole life trying to know everything at one single moment it's not going to happen for sure but if i simplify into chunks at a time groups at a time moving forward then the growth is going to be exponential um but man, it's so hard to let go of. It really is. But I want to. Um, and that's just one thing that I thought when I was reading through that yesterday. Um, but it takes those steps, right? 100%. And it definitely ties in with uh, being able to kind of slough off some of, that, some of that unneeded weight, you know? Right. Oh, it definitely does weigh you down, for sure. Yeah. Um, that unnecessary weight, that's kind of preventing you from – like, like you were just saying, elevating, just keep, uh, keep empowering, you know, not just yourself, but the people that are, that are around you too, to keep making mm-hmm. the same steps. Cause like you said, you're not perfect. You're not the smartest guy and neither am I. And I don't think people expect us to be, I think what really people are looking for is somebody who generally has the intention to do what they feel is best for them. They have that, 
like we say at the beginning of every show, they have that intention to do what's best for them, but that guided purpose, and more importantly, doing it in a connected way. Yep. Um, and we say that every time, and that just clicks. So <laughs> into, into this order of the Phoenix realm, I should say. Right. Wow, dude, that's, that's, that's great. Um, well, another thing that I was kind of thinking about with uh, not just this book, but um, just with what we're talking about today. So, I mean, we, you and I, we've been kind of pushing each other recently, especially with uh, getting more on top of our training. Yeah, for sure. You know, in a way, that's that in itself has really kind of helped me reflect on my, my overall training process. And I really had to let go on some of my old training patterns that, like, yeah, um, they just weren't serving my uh, elevation for what I need to do for me and just overall um, becoming a better, not just a better chiropractor, but just a better human, right? Like I was right. on to all these old things that old Nash used to do mm. and in a way that for what, you know, like in a way right. it was almost, uh, inhibiting me. like I was just really holding on to these other things for either for vanity or for other reasons that just like, comparing myself to others like that's that's the last thing i need to be doing is comparing myself to others or compare myself to old nash because uh, right. i mean the only person i really need to compare myself to is the guy yesterday just be a little bit better than him and uh you know if i can keep doing that for the next 173 years i'll be good <laughs> yeah that's for dang sure that's sick man yeah i like what you said there though too about um when it comes to exercise too, because we do it a lot, right? Um, we have, we tend to stick to patterns we're comfortable in and workouts we're comfortable in, but using that almost as the gateway too, to become the Phoenix we're supposed to be, because if we switch out the work, the workout game, like imagine or the training game, like imagine what that does for our emotional aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or mental. Yeah. Um, even that switch, that one switch can impact the whole rest or, or whether it's food. It just takes that one thing I feel like to make that paradigm shift as a whole. Cascade. That cascading effect, yeah. Yeah. Um, even today, man, I was literally like, um, so I, I, mean, I usually have an intention every day, like I need to get out there. I need to do something productive. Mm. I mean, just outside of what we do. I, I always warm up all that, but um I usually have some intention to take my body through some sort of, not just training, but just uh, movement, something beneficial for my body. And today I was really like, I'm going to do something, uh, what I normally would do on a Thursday is happy leg day. And today it just really was like, kind of clicked and was like, I, I already know that like, it's going to put me in a more sympathetic state that's really not going to be proving me all that well like I could if I do kind of like the opposite to that, that yin and yang. Or yeah, get me really sympathetic, or I can really do something with some breath work and some yoga that can really get me grounded with where I'm at. And um, mm. um, you know, that's something I really got. You know, just I think that awareness key, that self awareness, is something that we need to get on. You need to get on, and you need to get your friends on, and your patients. It's astounding how many patients come through and you adjust them on the first time. They're like. I don't know what it is, but I feel, I can feel things that I haven't felt. Even right. if it's as simple as like, I feel like I'm walking. Like I had a patient say this, and I was like, he's like, I feel like I'm walking different. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like I'm walking different. 
I had a, I had a guy today and felt like he played the best game of video games in his life yesterday. With yeah. his like reaction time and his wrist mobility. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, that's PR, baby. Yeah, yeah, right. PR and on the video games, but chiropractic, baby. Yeah. So no, dude, I get that. that's great. Yeah. And people to feel things that are perceived things that they haven't had the ability to be aware of before. Mm. So. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, what would you say is your intention for, I guess, this next phase of your life, Gates, to kind of work through as far as uh, things that you can burn up or slough off? Dude, great question. Um, I was thinking about this a lot of like what type of vibe I want to attend my office. Mm. because I don't, I don't want to replicate anybody's vibe because if I start to replicate, then it's not going to be authentic and I'm not going to get the connection, attention, purpose that I want to across. Um, so I think the biggest thing that I, and I was actually just thinking about this this morning after my elevation breathing was I want to be that refresher. You know what I mean? Like I think about, um, an ice cold water and ice cold tea after a hot day when you just got like more done on the lawn or I, my like mental aspect goes back to um, a few months back. We were up kind of North from where we're at in Arcadia, Michigan. And there's a small beach that's there, like very, very pebbly. Um, it's not like a smooth sand beach necessarily, but the water was like, it was like that perfect temperature of cold where you walk in you just feel like refreshed, you feel cleansed, um, you feel like there's a different aspect about things that are coming, hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like we got packages. Oh, all good, all good. Um, we, do, we might have to cut this into two parts though, if that patient comes in. Okay. Um, but, that, so there's a small beach, there's not a lot of people. It's very, it's not like a touristy beach uh, by any means, but just, I just remember like, honestly, just like uh, laying there in the water, not laying there in the water, but like on your back, like floating. Um, and just the water felt so cool, refreshing. And then you have like the sky just above, just clear spans of nothingness. And it just felt like, if I can create that type of atmosphere, that type of vibe for people when they're after an adjustment or they're inside the office or whoever I come into contact with, like, that's who I want to be. Nice. I want to be somebody nice. where somebody comes in and they're just like, dang, like I was um, kind of in a desert or like I was not feeling refreshed in my soul and just have that be an atmosphere. So, but I think a lot of that that needs to be sloughed off is like, being refreshing to myself at the same time because I harbor a lot of, like I said before, like, Oh, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the greatest. Like I'm not the, um, like I'm afraid to make mistakes sometimes or, um, different stuff like that. Whereas if I want to be refreshing to myself, I have to let that stuff go and just say, you know what? Um, there's an element of grace in there. There's an element of being refined by fire and letting that go to become who I need to be for these people and the vibe that I want to create here. So. Beautiful answer. Wow. Thanks, dude. Yeah. 
dude. I resonate with a ton of that, man, for real. Especially that that feeling you get when you really are, um, you, you feel like connected, right? Like you're, you feel like you're part of everything. You're not just like some interloper. Some, yeah. some, somebody's out floating in, in the middle of space, right? Like even if there's nobody else around you, you feel like a part of the nature. You feel a part of the universal. You feel a part of just, uh, where you're supposed to be. Right. Oh, dude, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's something that I definitely think uh, can get me, at least for the time being, to the level where I see myself being able to get to. Till the next rebirth, you know? Till the next rebirth, hell yeah. What about you, bro? What, have, what has been dropping into you, bro? I think uh, for me, it's been more of like a centering of, of, of just, not just myself, but with, with people in themselves, right? I mean, really, uh, almost kind of like a, like a median or, or yeah. you know, finding that, that base value of like, what, what do you really, you know, what are your, not even just your goals, but like, what, what, uh, not just fills your cup either, but how can we help you become more harmonious with your lifestyle and who you are? And especially with our space, I think that's something that, we're definitely well on our way to towards uh, providing for when people come in to feel that that sense of um, I don't know, centering, right? Um, yeah. That, you know, the more I talk to people, that that's a really tough thing for people to like, to grasp. Sometimes they have all these aspirations or all these outside stimulus that are telling them one way or the other, pulling them all these different ways, and they almost feel like they're kind of getting tugged to the point where they create all this tension and I just want them to you know, come back here. Right? Yeah. Who you are, where you are right now. And, uh, most like those roots. Yeah. Right. Building or really growing roots and from, from strong roots, then you can expand and grow and not just out, but up, mm. you know, from a, from a strong base. So that's, that's what I feel like, um, my intentions really been for not just getting rid of dead weight, but, um, really really growing into that next process because then you know once we get once we get there you know it's just going to keep uh keep on with the evolutionary process man because i already know from there i'm yeah. I got stuff that i can keep growing on and, and um getting rid of dead weight too so yeah that's pretty cool i like what you said earlier too about um i don't know if you use the word principles or if you use another terminology like that in order those are always like a centering type of deal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I see that in you guys and you, you especially just are bringing people back to that. Okay. What, what harmonizes you as a person? What harmonizes your spirit? Um, and it's bringing people back to those roots, to those, that center of who they, who they really are, not who they feel like they need to be right in, in other people's eyes. And, you know, and like I always talk about, the body is a lot closer to an orchestra than what people might think. Yeah. And in viewing um, different aspects of their life, they might not be the same, the same pitch, but they can have the same frequency, right? You can have matching tones. You just got to really figure out what those are for some people. And, uh, yeah. and that really uh, builds up the, the, be the, the beauty of the song. Right. So. Especially That's pretty close. When we talk about time, that's really one of the things that comes to mind a lot. So, one second, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, we're gonna have to cut this into two parts. It's all right.
Welcome back, good fighters. We're back. Quick intermission of the service from the RP, baby. Some thievery just went down. Happened. Life of art. And the patient left refreshed, baby. We got to go. <laughs> Speaking into existence, man. Line, yes, it, line it right now. Oh, yes, sir. We put, we put it in play real quick here on the Good Fire Podcast. You guys know us. Make sure you your purpose. Heck We're not blowing smoke around here. <laughs> no. That ain't our game. Never has been. Never will be. Nope. <clears throat> Yo, so um, I kind of wanted to hit on this little paragraph that I have in 12 Rules. So, same chapter, chapter 7. The person who wishes to alleviate suffering will rectify the flaws of the beings. Wants to think about the best of all possible futures, who wants to create heaven on earth, will make the greatest of sacrifices of self and child of everything that is loved to live a life aimed at the good. <clears throat> There's some really good stuff in here. Um, yeah. Dr. Peterson, he, does, he tries a lot. Uh, the principles that he goes through, uh, multiple things that a lot of people really on with like the bible but he also did something from like philosophers like Socrates and so many other instances like uh fed frederick nietzsche uh, i know i'm butchering that but uh yeah on a bunch of different topics and that right there he talking about your wish to alleviate suffering mm. and the sacrifices that are required. i mean that the delay of instant gratification is huge. Yeah. I mean definitely definitely I feel that, especially as a business owner, man. For sure, exactly. You, exactly. you feel that nothing will make you feel that more, I feel like, than that. Totally. Other than other than maybe having a kid. And when you do both of those together <laughs> like your boy. Yeah, your boy. <laughs> You're about to have a little accomplice in the RP injury coming up. Dude, I'm so excited, dude. I'm, I think we said this before, but as soon as that kid pops out the womb, I'm so excited to get that C1 moving. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's going to be the highlight of my life, man. Dude, you'll be dad of the century, dude. Thanks, bro. I hope so. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I just uh, – I've been talking with people, too, that uh, – We've got a few students here around me that are looking to go into chiropractic. And mm. one thing that I like to, that I talk about is they ask me about my journey, my path. And unfortunately, sometimes people get this connotation or idea that, you know, once you graduate, then you're the doctor, and then there's just like blue skies and rainbows, right? And yeah. That's just not it. I mean, the school process is like gratification within itself. And people think that like that's just an extent, but really, you've already invested so much delay of gratification. Like, it just pays even much more for this to go on. Yeah. That self discipline or discipline of self is huge. Yeah. I wrote something down about discipline of self comparative to self discipline the other day. Tell me what you think. This is, you, you wrote this down yesterday or you wrote this down like in school? Uh, no, I wrote this down like a couple days ago. Oh, that. So, the conscious and subconscious effort of manifesting what is positive to the progression of self. If it serves us, it's up to our discipline to do the work necessary to evolve. That's what I wrote for discipline of self, not self-discipline. 
Um, Dude, you came up with that? I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. Modification of other stuff, maybe. Well, source, source drafted in a little bit, you know. I like that a freaking lot, dude. Put that on a plaque and put it in my office, please. All right, I'll send it to Wait, you. Wait, read it again. Read it again. All right. I want to soak it in. All right, so discipline of self. The conscious and subconscious effort of manifesting what is positive to the progression of self. It, if it serves us, it's up to our discipline to do the work necessary to evolve. Ruminating that, y'all. I, I, I don't know. I, I've uh, always had a, a lot of relief and just uh, it's, it's, a, it's a form of therapy. I know that for a lot of people just like creative, the creative process of just writing things out or whatever's on your mind. And for me, that's, yeah. I like doing stuff like that where I kind of speak on what's, what, what I'm feeling or anytime I can really be uninhibited and connected to whatever I'm doing. BJ talks about thought flashes, right? And I feel like T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. And that, that's, uh, I guess that was a thought flash that I was like, I, I want to write down, because uh, somebody's talking about self-discipline, and I always wanted to flip it. Like, mm. self-discipline, discipline of self. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. makes a lot more meaning. self well, Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I touched on I touched on this um, actually in my schooling because I felt like I kind of got at this standpoint of like I wanted to get to the next level of discipline or I wanted to get to the next level of like who I wanted to become right and I actually did Andy Frisella's seventy five hard program and I talked about it in one of my Instagrams if you guys want to go through that I specifically talk about how the, the cultivation of that discipline of self is what what'll get you there. What's up, Dennis? Uh, the cultivation of self is well, what, what will get you, self, or you, you to the next level, but sometimes you need to put yourself in like that desert state, um, that in that flamed state to be able to, to get there. And your work towards that will always be paid off. You know, never has discipline not produced something that betterment of, of, of who you become. Even if nobody's watching, at the very base level, the universe is watching, you know? 100%. Um, you know, we t I mean, at the beginning of the episode, we, we were talking about Order of the Phoenix with uh, Harry Potter fans, right? And almost in a way, I always viewed, kind of viewed Palmer as kind of like real-life Hogwarts to me. Dude, it was like Hogwarts. You couldn't do magic on campus, bro. No, no. You didn't hide that. Dude, yeah, we had Professor Umbridge, for real, for real. Like... Dumbledore went away before we even got there, but man, we've had Professor Umbridge around for a while. And if you know, know Palmer, you know who I'm talking about. And, you know, we had to form, I mean, in, in the Order of Phoenix, or maybe it's the Half-Blood Prince, but they formed the, their, their training group right, with Harry in the secret mm. parts of Hogwarts before they couldn't be found training, working yeah. on actual wizardry. And to me, dude, that's... Man, unfortunately, the people who don't do that training, right, like they're just not going to become the wizards that they really have the potential to be or to be the chiropractors they could be. And they don't become who they need to be for the world either. Yeah. Um, and think about that impact in the community of those who train versus don't train. Yeah. Or those who do, yeah. who do that and don't. And of the discipline and, itself. You know, you know, think about any, any athlete or any 
anybody who practices a physical skill, they, they practice all the time. Whether that's the fundamentals of it or it's mental training or some other aspect of it, there's, there's an aspect that you really need to always be learning or uh, practicing discipline themselves. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. I like that you brought that up because um, I actually was, was reading, I sent this to you a while back, um, Dr. Brett Jones talking about what he calls his innateness plan. Mm. Um, and when you go through that discipline of self, it's essentially um, a version of that or, or it is becoming that. So I, I wanted to give people you know, actionable steps to becoming um, a disciplined self or evolutionary self becoming that new phoenix. Um, and two things that I thought of with that is I always suggest 75 hard program if you can. Um, it's free and it'll kick your butt, but it'll put your butt in gear for who you need to become. Um, but I also like Dr. Jones's, Dr. Brett's stuff about innateness plan. And if you you read it, it's a know that if you are on page 131, he talks about um, it was designed to create a framework that allowed him to dig deeper into the four pillars of health, nourishment, movement, recuperation, and mindfulness. And he made very, very specific plans as in like, okay, for nourishment aspect, for an example, what is he allowed to eat? What is he allowed to not eat? How long was he committing to that plan? Um, were there any days off that he was putting into that plan? What was the reward for finishing? What was the punishment if he didn't follow through with what the plan he was to become? And then why did it matter? And that last one stuck with me because I think when we not only have actionable steps, it's easy to make actionable steps. I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna eat better, but why does it matter? Why do we wanna become that phoenix? Um, and not only do I want to do this innateness plan, because I think it's sick in terms of all those four pillars into big head and become better, but I wanted to ask you too, why do you want to become like a new Phoenix? We touched on it earlier as far as like, what do we need to shed? But, but more of like, why does it matter to you, I guess? Too? Yeah. For me, man, um, just, I mean, you know, throughout life, right? We always have, we're always programmed to get to that next level right and we graduate and then we're we get it we don a new title so we get to elementary school middle school we graduate middle school we become high school graduate high school you become a college student you know you graduate college you become grad student you graduate grad school you become a chiropractor and those are almost superficial right and i, I think i think that concept of always um working towards something greater than yourself is something that um, I've always valued for me. Um, mm -hmm. Earlier on when I was a kid, I always had, you know, I always valued not just martial artists, but just uh, people who I, I viewed as like physically strong. And like, that was just like the kid in me. I'm like, oh man, that'd be so cool to be able to look like that someday. And the truth of the matter is most, most times with people who are truly strong, they are even stronger of mind mm. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but really, I want to be great for not just for myself, but for my, for my future family, right? 
Yeah. Not just for my future family, but for future generations. Because it's not just about me. It's about all of us. We're all we're all boats in the same water. So like, yeah. um, to just view as like my circle of water is that's the only water I need to care about. That's not true, right? I mean, I need we need to all need to elevate each other, and we're all on the same team. Yeah. And um, for me to be able to do that, I just need to keep pushing because I know that. I mean, I, I'm humble enough to admit that I know that I'm not the greatest chiropractor and I'm not the greatest yeah. at anything, but I want to be. Yeah. And maybe I'll never get there, but that's okay. Um, having that, you know, that understanding that that's something I'm working towards and not just become the greatest chiropractor because it's bigger than that. I just want to be able to really help people the most profound way that I can. And I know that both people have different ways of manifesting stress and, yeah. and get over through, get through and get, get over that stress is to let their come through and shine through and do that without um, in, in a way that I'm honoring their system. Right. In my approach. Specificity. And, yep. Specificity and through their life. Cause the, it, there's more than physical adjustments for real. Um, mentally helping somebody get through things and spiritually, right? Like, Spirit, the spiritual aspect of it to me is one of like the greatest disservices that our society is really going through that people are really so disconnected and like are essentially been told that there's no such thing or that they can't uh, there's no real benefits to improving your, your spiritual realm of health and um, really that's I think that the greatest form when, yeah. when, you, when you're aligned with your, your spiritual, I feel like it's more apt, more likely not to have other things fall into place. Right. You know, I think what's funny about that, though, is that people are told that lie. And really, we just switch out that spirit for another spirit that seems like it's not a spiritual identity. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, they, it, it's there and it's real because you can't remove that from a portion of the body but we just put in something that we think is an inanimate object or we think it's, it has no meaning spiritually, yeah. but it does. Yeah. And that is a huge lie. I like that you said that. That's, that is a massive lie. Um, yeah. And it's not out of, uh, I guess in that aspect, it's not always out of a place of animosity or really trying to be deceitful, but. No, no, no. Yeah. I feel like some, I mean, it's more of an arrogance. Thing. We're not. For some yeah. people in power, people who have influence, that they just really um, project their perceptions on people, right. yeah. and their perception, their, their uh, objectable reality that, that becomes their truth. Which is totally fine, but that doesn't make it everybody's truth. Mm, yeah, but that sharing of it is key, and I don't know more connection is definitely needed. Um, I, I like that you touched on that because I find myself wanting to, you know, why does anything matter? And I see especially from COVID in this past year of how disconnected people are to their body's capabilities. I want to have an innateness plan. I want to have a mentality, a, a, an, eleva an elevation of self and Phoenix to be able to let people recognize, see, not just not just, um, you know, 
hear the words out of my mouth about it, but actively see it in the patients that come out of my office or, or even my own um, livelihood that they can to recognize that the body doesn't make mistakes, that they were made extremely powerful. Like you said, as long as we don't have any of those inhibitions that keep us from being our truest self, our, our greatest form. Uh, and if I can get people to recognize that, that's why it matters in, in this version of my Phoenix, I guess you could say. <laughs> I feel like uh, once you really see somebody understand that 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 blue that brings life into us never left us, that it's still there, mm-hmm. that we're not alone, that's such an amazing thing to see in somebody. Yeah, dude, that's so true. That's so true. Because then you get you get the big idea. Yeah. Right. You just talked about that a lot. The big idea. Um, and I mean, uh, I feel like ultimately there's a kind of a fear of death in our society too, and in a way that's yeah. another transition or another rebirthing process. So, yeah. And not necessarily in the. I mean, maybe I don't know. It's hard for anybody to actually say for sure, but reincarnation whatever maybe that's not necessarily it maybe it is but um well there's some rebirthing process either way yeah you know either it's either it's that whatever you believe and there's that's what you believe to be the next thing even if it is ultimately death even if it is just dirt that's still a rebirth into the dirt right totally i uh yeah i mean well, the only thing, like I said before, that we have limited over here, the only limited currency is time that we can literally just never get more of it, no matter mm-hmm. how successful you come financially, no matter how you know, long you become physically, doesn't matter. You can't get more. Yeah. We all have the same amount every day. We all have the same amount of time currency. So we're all you, the same. How do you we're use all it? the same. Yeah. How are you going to use it? We all have the same time. We all have the same currency. What are you going to do with it? And, and go you know, back around to where we ended season one with, uh, with COVID, right? Um, we had this whole last year where a big amount of time currency for people were, was spent on telling them that, that health, I mean, that health is something that can be impacted by their next door neighbor, that, you know, health is something that is, an external source. Hey, get out of there. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that is uh, one of the most powerful things that we get to bring people is it's not this mysterious, unattainable thing that is only up there for people who are physically fit or physically, you know, have all these external qualities. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's aspects to that that you should adopt and that you should have a part of your your lifestyle, but you don't need to look like uh, movie stars or you need to like have all these, you know, these Instagram followers or all these uh, external validations to be guilty. And there's nothing to be afraid of out there really when it comes to health. I, I tell all my patients that, man, it's not a lottery system. Uh huh. It's not how this works. Um, yeah. Health is not a lottery system. If I had to, do you have anything else? No, no. Okay. I was going to say, if I had to wrap it up, 
I had to wrap it up. Health is not a lottery system. And touching on what we touched on season one, you got to break the wheel. Okay. You got to go after your belief, the biology of it. Who are you going to become? Who have you been in order to be a Phoenix in order to be from the fire? The whole season one that we talked about, man, that's just the ground rules. Now it's time to become who people need to be. Delay that instant gratification and become something greater. Because um, I mean, that's what investing is. Invest your time into something greater than yourself. You know? I, love I really do. Uh, I really hope that whoever is listening to this, if it, if it, even if it's just you and me, Gates, man, I appreciate you so much. Easy, brother. All right. I think that's a great place to end this episode of season two. Um, Deuce. Coming right season back two. Episode two coming right up at you. Uh, all right, Gates. All right, buddy. Good fighters. Share your fights with us. Um, you can share them in the comments, yeah. whatever you like. Reach out to us like we always say. On social media. All right. Share your Insta real quick, Nash. Instagram, DC underscore Nash underscore T or Complete Connection Chiropractic in Iowa. Gates Mayor underscore DC, G A T S M A I E R, or Wanna Sway underscore G R. Hit us up, y'all. Good fighters.